0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hello and welcome to CHGO Red Stars. I'm Sandra Herrera. Join today as always my friend homie colleague. The kids can't CHGO Red Stars presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. On today's episode, we've got uh, we've got some things to chat about with everybody. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, today, we're going to chat about a recap of uh, Chicago versus Orlando Pride. We're going to do a little chatter about Chicago's pre-match media availability and then go ahead and preview Portland Thorns FC, which is going to be taking place on Saturday, May 28th. 7 p.m. Central time for everybody. Tune in to Paramount Plus if you're not going to be there, but you should go if you are able to hit up a Red Stars game. It's going to be Pride Night. Excited about that. Uh, kicking in it, kicking off Pride Month early for, for the Chicago Red Stars. Always, always into that.
1: Yeah, a couple NWSL teams are doing early weekend. I've, I heard years ago that um, it's easier sometimes to get partnerships done a little bit earlier because – weirdly enough like things get really packed during actual pride month I will say a little bit and I'm not trying to be a a hater or a complainer and this is not just a Chicago thing but I think the teams that are doing it this weekend I think they launched like their pride merch yesterday or like (laughs) they talked about their partnerships a couple days ago and I'm like okay yeah this seems a little rushed yeah yeah but I you appreciate gotta. the gesture. <laughs> you gotta, you got to get
0: <laughs> you know those early days in yeah. for, for the merch. I mean, it's the revenue streams, right? Uh, but we're not a, an ROE podcast. We're a Red Star uh, podcast. Uh, and uh, if uh, you want to support work uh, that we do here at CHGO, the best way to do that is, is to download the PointsBet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allCHGO.com. And we'll help you out. PointsBet, your home for live in-play betting, just got even better. Uh, They are introducing a new feature, the live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live NBA same-game parlay with only PointsBet. You can uh, combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. If you want more, you can also boost your live same-game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And now you uh, have online sign-up available in Illinois, and you can download the PointsBet app right now and uh, register your account from start to finish all from your phone. So uh, don't wait. Getting right into the ad read. I like it. Get that get that gambling in. Yeah. Um, High roller over here. Well, yeah, and I mean,
1: maybe this is a good, a good seg over into – uh, the game that we high, watched. High risk, high reward. High risk, high reward. 4 <laughs> 2. It's so funny. Didn't we? We talked about this last time. We talked about how the Red Stars, those Orlando games, tend to be a little bit wacky and they are very high scoring, weirdly yep. enough. Like I'm remembering they had that horrible loss in early 2019, right? To the uh, Pride. It was like 5 2 or something. Yep. yep. And then they beat. Orlando in 2019, like right after Sam Kerr came back from the world cup and it was like four, three or three, two. And so this one being a four, two game actually felt kind of fitting. Cause it's not like the games between these two teams are like cagey or like chess matches, though. This one actually was obviously very, very slow until it sped up quite a bit. But um, yeah, a four, four, two game is not one that we saw the red stars in very much last year. Um, no, it's so funny. I I think when they when they won that Louisville game, or even when they lost the San Diego game, we were talking about this last week, about how everyone was a little bit like, you know, oh, the good old Red Stars, you know, yeah. 68% passing accuracy, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> they get two shots on goal and all of that sort of stuff. But this this game, this one felt a little bit more like what they've been talking about, like who they want to be. Yeah. And and so this game was very different, but it is kind of funny that it ended 4-2 cuz it was 3-0 for a while. And then Look. Yeah. It was a wild game.
0: I mean, I uh, I appreciated uh, a <laughs> I appreciated the early start in in this one. Yeah. Uh, when we were when we were previewing this this match against Orlando, like we we didn't really say it, but like we also said it. We were like we, we want to see a dub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to see... And we thought it was possible, right? We were like, look, we want to see a Red Stars win against Orlando Pride. Uh, That that was a team that we felt that Chicago could maybe utilize more of their first-year players Mm -hmm. and try to get that kind of game day experience and also still pick up a win. Right. Um, So, shout-out to uh, Sarah Griffin.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, the game started off well. I mean, I think the the tendencies of the match itself were it was very slow, very methodical. Um, you know, watching it was kind of funny and I, I think I like tweeted this when I was like, No one's gonna believe me, but there's been more, like, technical buildup in yeah. this Pride <laughs> Chicago game in the first half hour than I think we've seen all year, um, partially because, obviously, Orlando was dead tired, and we knew that oh, yeah. coming off of their midweek. And they had won that game, right? Um, they they had won that game against North Carolina, and I think that they put a lot of effort into that. And, um, yeah, I it was a slow-paced game, but that opening goal was really nice, not just um, – the Griffith finish, and I think Sarah Griffith had a good game, but I really liked the ball that Zoe Morse sent up to yeah, Vanessa, Vanessa DiBernardo Di and then the ball that DiBernardo sent into Griffith. Um, it was like yeah. the
0: dime before the dime. Well,
1: I mean, that's maybe – that's one to talk about for a second then is that they were able to – I mean, the the downside is they did have DiBernardo playing the six again, but um, they put Zoe Morse back in the three-back. And as good as I think Zoe Morse has been – as kind of that Swiss Army knife in the defensive midfield, it's obvious that when she has the ball at her feet, if she has a little bit more field to look at, look, it's a, it, she has a better vantage point to to distribute, and I think that we saw that in that goal. Ha-
0: have there been enough games? Is there enough data out there when we're looking at a player like Zoe Morris to say, yeah, we, we like her a little bit deeper and lower for this Red Stars team? I say yes.
1: I think so. I mean, I think that... And also I think that for whatever reason, probably just, you know, years of being on the same team, for whatever reason, I do think that um the the Di Bernardo Colaprico defensive midfield, though obviously not ideal, there's a little bit more they're finding each other a little bit more. Whereas I think when when Morse was back there with with Colaprico, there was a little bit less of a of a fluidity in space and kind of knowing where each other was going to be. Yeah. Um but no, I would say that I actually think and we maybe will talk about this when we preview Portland. I think they need Zoe Morse in the back line. I think that it, yeah. it's it's more important to have a player like that in in that three back than it is uh, to have her kind of shoring up that defensive midfield pretty pretty significantly. It's yeah. like what we saw in the Challenge Cup. She was very very good in the three back, and then I thought again against Orlando she was was quite good. So
0: I don't think that that's uh, I don't think that's unfair to say at all. I just think. I do. I, I I pose that question for a reason because I, I was watching this game and I was like, well, Zoe Zoe Morris has been a real treat to watch and mm-hmm. start off this this 2022 for the Chicago Red Stars. And having the game, seeing her push a little bit higher and then be- going to a game where actually we need you back here. Right. I was like, yeah, because that, that looks good. I was like, this is a, a player that uh, I think even when they drafted Morris out of Virginia, it was a lot of what we heard, I think – Uh, about her from even other teams where this player might have been on on their draft board was that she had excellent vision yeah right and I think in 2022 we're starting to really see what that looks like on a team for the Chicago Red Stars and I think this this opening goal was was pretty pretty representative um Of that, I, and I, like, I say it jokingly, I was like, yeah, the dime that led to the dime, because that's ultimately kind of what I, like, felt it was, I was like, I really liked how quick it happened, I just thought the the vision was there, the Bernardo to just sort of serve it up, and then even for the rookie, you know, for... Sarah Griffith just sort of make the quick decision and, and and get that in the back of the net. Yeah. Um, I thought it was good for, for the Red Stars to, to start off the game that way.
1: Well, yeah, for sure. And then I think also, obviously, things opened up more in the second half once they got Pew on the field. And, and we'll talk about that. But um, I, I do think, and, and we have this kind of running through the, the graphic ticker, the, the, they held Orlando to no shots on goal in the first half. Yep. Um, There was just, like, nothing the pride really could do to disrupt the passing. They ended with 85% passing accuracy. Um, So, basically, you know, this game became – and this is actually one of the enjoyable things for me following the team so far this year is every game's a little bit different, whereas in last year it felt like we were watching a lot of the same soccer game. Is This became about, okay, so Chicago's going to get a lot of the ball – can they do anything with it? And yeah. so that's where you actually—it's not a bad idea to sit off, especially when they don't have Pew on the field, because you go, "Okay, we might not have that many opportunities, but who's going to score for you?" Yeah. And so I do think that that team goal in what was it—the eighth minute, the eleventh, 11th. eleventh 11th minute—was yeah. um, was great. And then I do think that they left a couple more on the table in the first half. And I oh, know yeah. that I know that the team—it was really interesting talking to the team after the game because. Obviously, 4-2 win, they're happy with that. But they're actually, I think, very focused on what they could do better, actually. Rather yeah. than rather than the results. They like to win. They they know what their limitations are right now. And so, I think they would have been happier with the performance if they had scored at least one more without Pew on the field and then let her come in and kind yeah. of wreak havoc rather than having it still just be a one-goal difference um, at halftime.
0: I am... Um- I think I'm thinking back also to our previous episode when we were doing uh, the, the preview of this, when we chatted a little bit about pre match availability ahead of Orlando's game, where we were, you know, we got to hear from Chelsea Darber, we got to hear from Sarah Lubird, and we were like, yeah, this is, there's a lot of excitement around these players linking back up or, or joining the Red Stars, but the reality was that Lubert was not going to be available for this one. And then when we saw the availability reports come out, Darber as well was unavailable, but even not having that knowledge at the time of us recording, it was kind of like, it would be really cool to have this yes for this team to get a dub. Yes. To see a lot of first year players out there, but also who is going to score (laughs) for, for the Chicago red star. So to see this lineup drop with, with Ava Cook, Sarah Griffin, Yuki Nagasato, Hill, D Bernardo, Colaprico, San George's Morris, Sharples, Malazzo, and then Nair holding these on the net. I, I was a little curious if, if we were going to see, like, a, a breakthrough goal for, for one of the rookies to come to, uh, through. I, I thought it might have been Ava Cook. At one point I thought she was also pretty active uh, in, in her role in, in that first half. Um, but I'm with you. I think, um, oh God, I think really even after that, like, half-hour mark when they just couldn't find another one, you know, after going up, so early, and then looking at all of the space that Orlando was just right, was kind of them. conceding to right. them. It was just kind of like, it's right there for the taking. It's right yeah. there for the taking. I just, and I mean, you, have to, one.
1: you do have to talk about, like, again, the, the Orlando of it all, but I did think that they were doing a better job, and I wrote this in, in the piece that I wrote this week, which is that I think one of the nice things that we saw, especially even with, with a lineup that's not the first choice, probably eleven. Is you saw at least on the wings, like you saw Rachel Hill on the wings, and you saw Bianca and George on the wings, yeah. kicking the ball into space rather than well kicking the ball into space, and then the team having a teammate Mm-mm. running Mm-mm. into that space. And I think that we saw in the early going of the season there was a lot of either kicking to somebody's feet or actually kicking maybe a little bit behind somebody's feet, or um, you know, and having play like ball played into space and the player's not quite making the run. And so it's those kinds of early season things that you can be really patient with if it starts to improve. And I do think that we saw that improve in this game. I really liked, there were a couple moments and obviously this is not a surefire way to get an opportunity, but there were a couple moments when Bianca and George had the ball and she saw the, the pride had shifted over to her yes. wing and they were trying to clog her dribbling lanes. And so she just whipped the ball yeah, over she was like to Hill and and Hill is one of the faster players on the team at this point. And Hill was able to run in into space and kind of switch the point of attack. And yeah. I think that that kind of awareness, even if it didn't always come to anything was really promising, yeah. especially with the understanding that Orlando mm-hmm. wasn't doing anything going forward. And so, if Chicago had been conceding a lot of attack, yeah. I think maybe we'd be having a different conversation. But it and was. And I
0: think that's that's some of the stuff that like we're he- like when we're hearing from the team that even coming out of a win like this, they're like there's some things that we can tighten up and we can work on. These right. Are, it's like these stretches of, of moments, these 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 areas that I think that they're probably referring to. In terms of being able to to capitalize on those type of, of opportunities, um, but I mean, hard to hard to say that you know a, a one zero lead isn't is disappointing at, at halftime. They they go into the half uh, w- with a lead on the road, mm-hmm. and a, a, another thing that we talked about was uh, the potential availability for for Mal in a, a game like this. that This was perhaps in op- the opposition that would uh, be the test to, to see uh, sure. Pugh's return. Now how uh, the minutes restriction was going to work, we were a little unclear on that. Wasn't sure if we were going to see her for half hour or 15 minutes. And then here comes the start of the second half and Mallory Pugh is substituting into the match out of halftime now is that something that maybe surprised you or threw off at all
1: no I think that that was pretty much exactly what I expected um yeah I her going a full 45 didn't really shock me um she's someone who obviously outside of her head injury (laughs) has been (laughs) has been really fit I think that you know she got they gate they were not quick with it right it had been what four weeks I think since she suffered that concussion and so I think and I said this right when she came on which is the nice thing about being so cautious with that is when you get that player back you're really getting that player back and so um yeah no I think a full 45 made sense I think for her also you think about her goals I'm sure she wants to be 90 fit in three weeks because that's crunch time right for the U.S. so um yeah I think that no that didn't surprise me maybe only a surprise that she came on at the half rather than starting the game and coming you know coming out but um run, you know if you can have malp running at tired legs i think that that's a pretty good deal yeah, I, so well, that was yeah I,
0: that was the energy right yeah. that was the vibe i uh as soon as like we saw it happening in real time i was like yes this is uh exactly the right and correct move yep. that coach and player could be making right right now I have to imagine and in, in the halftime it was like uh so do you all see what's happening out there do you see the space that's in front of right how about we get help you run out there and see what happens and it was uh, a real treat it was great to see a player like that come back and not miss a beat yeah uh, my god it was like she was on a training course and like the cones were out there and she was yeah just, she was
1: traffic coning Orlando a little bit um, she was just slicing and dicing yeah uh well and it also you look at the two goals that well the two initial goals that she was uh, a part of which was like the assist to BSG yeah. and then it and didn't then take goal very
0: long nine minutes 54th minute yeah it
1: didn't take very long and she didn't have to do that much that's the other thing yeah. too is what it's not it, – when a player immediately is involved in two goals, um, you're like, wow, that's amazing. But when a, a player does that and they're – both of them are, like, kind of from just, like, a standing position, you're yeah. like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> um, well, well yeah, I mean, it, it reminds you of, of – and I don't think that this is that same Orlando team, but it does remind you of the disaster days a little bit where they would be trying to play out of the back and they would give the ball away. And yeah. Uh, and, and that is actually a nice thing about having a player like – I mean, there's a lot of players like that, you know, Pew's like that, Smith's like that, Ashley Hatch is like that, where it's kind of their job to get in the defenses back of the defense's mind a little bit and try to force those kinds of mistakes. And so yeah. that first assist um, from a totally standing position because Orlando 100% just did not, you know uh, you know, close down on her. And then that was a nice – finish from Bianca and George, oh, you know, yeah. we talk about the assist, but yeah. that turned into a goal 100% because we've seen, we've seen BSG be in kind of that exact same angle before and her instinct a lot of times has been to power it, to, to shoot it in the air. And hmm. she hasn't quite mastered the trajectory of that shot, and so that time she keeps it, she keeps it low, and she keeps it on that tight angle, and it and it turns into a goal. And then obviously the goal that Pew scores herself was just a really bad giveaway in the back by the Pride. Yeah. So um, again, she just kind of <laughs> stuck her foot out. I think that pushed it over to Di Bernardo, who just like flipped it back <laughs> over. She's like, here, you, you <laughs> got just it. Try it. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: This was, uh, it, you know what? I don't hate it. I don't hate that perhaps this was a game where, again, it's still early enough in the season where you have the red stars having in game moments of like, yo, let's try some stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm a fan of that. I I liked it. Uh, watching, (laughs) watching this opening assist for, for Pew in in the second half, absolutely was just like a moment for me where she was just like, okay, well, if you're going to present that to me, I'm just going to do this and and see what happens. And it ended up leading to a a go ahead goal uh, assist uh, for her. And yeah, I'm, I'm with you on BSG. I think, uh, I'm loving the angles that she's, she's yeah to take advantage of.
1: And, again, I mean, when, when you have a team that is still, again, figuring out its scoring identity without one primary goal scorer, it's you have to read between the lines. It's kind of the stuff that we were talking about with Pew last year. Um, and, like, uh, BSG's, like, her, her XG added is, I think, good for top 10 in the league. Yep. Um, the other player that I actually want to shout out, and this is maybe good to talk about the second half – um, is uh, is Danny Colaprico actually as well? Yeah. And this is minutes. this is an interesting thing to me about the Morse question, and also what happened in the last ten minutes. Because it's one thing to be like, "Oh, game got crazy," but what happened is they took Colaprico. You know, they took Colaprico out. Yeah. They send some more rookies in, and again, it's kind of the same issue. They lose control of the match, and um, Danny Colaprico, I think, is second. Um, and, and this it's a little bit of a wonky stat because it is sort of personalized to American soccer analysis, but they have, in addition to XG, they have an X-Pass uh, mm. a data set, and, and what that means is it's basically like we know that XG is about um, the different scenarios of a, of a shot positioning for the likelihood of it turning into a goal. X-Pass is kind of like the likelihood of it turning into a, um, a successful distribution, and, and Colaprico is second right now as a defensive midfielder, she's only behind Abby Erseg, who's, who's been, you know, very good again for North Carolina. So they have a couple players who are really taking those huge steps forward. I think BSG is one. I think Colaprico looks healthy yeah, and yeah. she looks in command. And that's why you don't necessarily need Morse next to her. You just need Bernardo kind of floating. Yeah. But when you take Danny out after her 10,000th minute, by the way, Yeah. Uh, yeah, props to that. Um, yeah then the other teams like now it's time for us to cook to try, yeah. yeah and so that i think is is the difficult thing for the red stars right now
0: yeah i mean it's it, not gonna i'm not gonna shy away from giving kudos to that position i mean i think they recognized that right away they yeah like okay so this was a player that was clogging things up uh giving us fits let's try some things now that she's off it was it was pretty pretty apparent um but I, it's it's important to note that because it's just there's oftentimes a lot of energy where it's just like oh well, this game got uh, this game got a really got away yeah. perhaps or it got kind of wild in the end. But it's like actually no, there was a little bit of a build up to some of the chaotic energy right. uh, that might have been happening towards the you know final ten minutes uh, of this match. Uh, a, a, sort of breakthrough for Orlando coming really late. Right. You know, by, by Amy Turner, which I think I she was like offside. She was offside though. Uh, yeah. I have in my literal notes here right. that Alyssa Nair is never wrong. Yeah.
1: Ball don't lie on that. Well, is uh, yeah, yeah.
0: never wrong. What the hell is my notes? Uh, and I just am like, you could see where there have and there have been multiple moments i think you and i could both a, a sort of attest to this that in all of the red stars games that we've watched or attended or been a part of in some capacity we have seen that pretty often from a listener there's a lot of moments where you can go back and she's like letting the ar know right away like okay so this she's offsides yeah. she's offside them them right there see that right that's offside right now well uh, so you could i think understandably sort of see her frustration because especially it's coming off of a set piece.
1: Yeah, and it is also – well, we have to talk about what happened before, which is that Sidney LaRue earns a penalty yep. against Amanda Kowalski. Um, and and so Kowalski comes in. Immediately LaRue starts running at the rookie. And I think um, this is probably uh, an issue with who they have available. You don't really want to be making defensive subs like that late in the game. It throws rhythm off. It's really difficult for a player, especially if they're immediately under pressure to get kind of uh, – in line with the pace of the game, and so uh, Sydney Larue kind of takes the last. She like took the last piece of of energy she had in her legs to win the penalty because that was a <laughs> dead legged penalty, man. Yeah, it so it was like she <laughs> took it all just to earn it, and then when she took it, it was like, but yeah, it's um, like actually my legs are jello. Right yeah, now. and yeah. then and then right, the Amy Turner goal it was offside, and I think that that's significant not to the ending of the game or anything like that, but. When you watched it live and the goal was given, you think to yourself, oh, my God, who's supposed to be marking that player? You think, like, why are Chicago not uh, defending on set pieces? What's going on? And it's like, well, they caught her offside. Yeah. They did their job, you know. And and playing an offside trap – I will say this, that playing an offside trap – if the AR is not consistently going to call it, is unfortunately a dangerous game. And as much as I would like to say that they're 100% right to do so, it's just – it's a it's an unfortunate situation where, like, yeah, that that should have been – that tactic should have been rewarded with yeah. an offside call, and it yeah. wasn't. so
0: And, and I by no means I'm going to, you know, sit here with you and be like, oh, this led to some frustration for the Red Stars, and they weren't able to – you know, close out a game. They, they did, you know, it's, I don't, it, it was a frustrating moment, I think. And then obviously you have things like a replay or things right. uh, like different angles on a replay to see. And you're just like, Oh man, like Alyssa a Nair was uh, correct. Right. Once again, right. once more. Um, but, you know, even with it, uh, we see Mallory Pugh, you know, respond right back Yeah, getting, you know, the insurance goal, I guess we can refer to it a, a little bit. And then, you know, having Leah Pruitt, Try to get another one and, and really make things, uh, I guess, a little bit more chaotic for for neutrals who are watching. Well, the dueling um, the penalties
1: game. was also kind of funny because um, yep. she, because Pew had a, a legit penalty shout prior, yeah. even to the Orlando goal. So it was just, it was just something where I don't know if people were tired or even just when you get a game that's like at three three nil, things the other team just goes like "eff it, we're going," you know. And I think that that changes things as well. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it got it got pretty silly at the end of the match, and I, in a way that again, I don't think the Red Stars were thrilled with. I think they would have liked to have just really closed it out. um But I guess it's good to be scoring lots of goals if That's things nice are going to gonna get weird in the back, you know.
0: That's nice to see getting getting the goals and and getting the three points for for the Red Stars and uh, you know this very early standings of the league that are way too early to really kind of consider a full well they return. also have only played three games Compared whereas five so yeah for exactly other, for some other teams yeah. uh, out there but it was a. Uh, I i guess it could be considered by again by neutrals as a bit of a a wild finish but uh i i really liked what we saw out of the red stars within this win that it was four goals and that they were exiting sorry can match.
1: i can i just pause and there's a pizza chat. There's a pizza conversation going on in the We're chat. We're talking about pizza? Yeah, they're talking about pizza. And I do need to, here's the thing. So they're talking about pizza downtown. Now, oh I Lord. have not gotten pizza Yo, downtown. What happened? In a really long time. But when I was in college, there was a Pizano's right by Monroe, I think. Um, and that Pizano's, I'll just shout out that Pizano's because they had a deal on like Tuesday nights that like you could go and get like a $5 pizza if you bought a soft drink. And you had like a student ID, so it was like all for all the poor, like all the poor students. All poor students. And um and every, every single week my roommate would go to that. And I would be like, dude, that's too much Pisanos. That's too much pizza. <laughs> that's too but much. But Yeah. Anyway, so if there's the if that Pisanos is still down there, that one's decent. If you want to do like a, a traditional deep dish situation downtown. Yeah, I would um, say
0: that Pisanos is Better for your deep dish, yeah. Options. If if
1: you wanna if you wanna get like and the would, Chicago tourist experience, I would, I would say take Pisanos. it a step
0: further and say that yeah. there are also better deep dish options for sure. But <laughs> if you want to
1: stay down in the loop, then yeah, then but that if might that's be where you bet. are
0: locally, yeah. that's probably where to go. Your best bet. Um, uh, but wow, made folks hungry anyway. Restaurant yeah. cheddar making folks hungry. That's for, right for pizza. So that thanks live chat for keeping. Yeah, it. Live I just wanted to and keeping it popping. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate. it. Yeah, Pisano's is Pisanos is
1: decent. It's okay if if we're doing the doing the thing. Yeah, if you you're know. if
0: you're looking for a deep dish and yeah. that's where you are, go yeah. ahead and get uh, get. get yeah, I mean, it's no, it's no
1: Papa Ninos, but
0: whatever. We're just, um, we're just saying. it ain't no. VMA. Anyway,
1: so Logan says thoughts on Hill at wingback. I thought she did great. I think um, I honestly think that we talked about this last week, right? We talked about like where does Rachel Hill fit into this? Uh, where does Rachel Hill fit into this new system? And wing back is kind of the answer, I do think. And obviously I don't know if she's gonna be displacing Aaron Wright or anything like that. But I, I think that they you know, I was told after the match that they slotted her in last minute and that, you know, her versatility is something that Chris Petroselli really likes. I think that Hill was essentially playing wing back last year anyway. She was yeah. just doing it as a forward oh, and so already the role. Right. Yeah. So I thought she did I thought she did well. I mean again. With Hill, I always would like her to be generating more attack. I'll say that. Like, I think she's a very good defender. I think she can run and run and run and run. And I think that she's a really important piece of helping the Red Stars control the flow of the game. But I always am just a little bit like I wish that she was turning more of that into, uh, into, you know, just attack generation essentially well nate what happened at the end of the last 10 minutes is they made a bunch of subs man they made a bunch of subs yeah yeah it happens
0: this is nwsl that's right it it happens yeah and uh well we're talking about like rookies performing uh in the front line i mean this is kowalski's first year with yeah i think it was a rough year playing against nwsl competition yeah that's a it's a tough transition uh to make (laughs) uh we hear all the time about how uh, that transition is not easy to go from yeah. to the collegiate well, game. And, and I then just then think it's easier league.
1: in a weird way. I think it's easier to start uh, if if you are, are dealing with that. Cause then you're like, okay, I have a yeah. lot of time yeah. to like yeah. get used to how this feels. I think if you sub someone, I just, again, I think a defensive sub into the three back with 10 minutes to go was necessary oh. due to um, fitness, but also is just like not really what you want. I think so, it,
0: it, it happens. Yeah. I, uh, it, you could also sort of see, like it. I, I had a little bit of a chuckle when, when that moment happened. You could see uh, Sydney LaRue, like you just saw it on Sydney LaRue's face. She's just like, Okay, I am going to do a thing, yeah. Time to do, I am time going to do, to my do thing. a thing yeah. against this rookie and I am going to win. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That's what happened, yep. Um, and you know, you could see Kowalski being like, What are you talking about? Like, I barely even to but. Uh, maybe you could see a little bit of you know a veteranship versus uh you know rookie in in, in that one, but that's going to take time. I mean that that's a moment, that's a learning moment, right? Well, that's why you have a listener to bail you out. So yeah, and to be telling the AR like, listen, listen. pay attention. Yeah, this is all. This is exactly. Awesome. Um, yeah, I loved it. I uh, love three points. Love to be able to come on here and chat about a dub and mm-hmm. uh, and chat about uh, pizza. Uh, you ever had coffee with pizza, Claire? <laughs> <laughs> That's no. gross. Right? That's
1: really gross. That's really gross. I don't know how
0: I feel about that. Um, That's called a transition, baby. Yeah. Okay.
1: Maybe like you could have. I'm sure if you were in the like Italian countryside, <laughs> they would they would have like a like a margarita pizza and like a cappuccino oh or my. something like that. You know, but. No, but so anyway, forget about the pizza. we We do need to briefly uh, we do need to briefly talk about talk the about coffee. the coffee. Um, yes. Yeah, so if I were to have coffee with pizza, which I don't think I would <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Guys. But if I did, it would be Strava craft coffee. Uh, because I want to start my day with a competitive edge. Strava CBD coffee is a game changer and has helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh roasted specialty coffee infused with organic broad spectrum CBD. CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you feel alert and focused without the jitters. Live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, including CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy more restful sleep so that you wake up feeling your best. The best part, Strava is all about quality. Everything is small batch, fresh, and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full-spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use the code CHGO25 at checkout. Discount discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only, one use per customer. Already love Strava? Subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club. With Strava, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered to your home or office on your preferred schedule.
0: I am once again. Oh, Nate's
1: right. Oh, you're so right. You know who we're could have used some it, coffee. We're working on. It. I you know who could, could have used some pizza. Co- yeah, that's so true. You're right, though. Uh, that's perfect. So if, if uh, this, but, so if it, will bank this. If it happens again, it might happen again, where they make a lot of subs and they have trouble holding on to onto remember, the game. A mental note: We'll be like,
0: get that so girl coffee. some coffee, get a, get some CBD coffee. That's right. Actually, specific. I'm once again after the Strava read. Uh, asking CHGO to please hook the Red Stars podcasters up with some Strava coffee. I would, uh, I do believe I would like to, to try it. Uh, and let's, uh, let's get back to some Red Stars chatter. Uh, we do have a game to preview. Yeah, well. tomorrow. Coming up, coming up quick. Yeah. Coming up quick. It's a double header. The
1: Sky are playing the Aces. At 2 p.m. And then I think the Red Stars game is at Seven. seven. Six, seven. Oh, that's better yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> seven, so seven o'clock so yeah if anybody wants to like make a real day of it I think I think you could
0: you can really rack up some uh, women's pro sports yep. in Chicago that's right mañana uh, I know we're gonna maybe try to I think some, we might try we're gonna maybe try to make I kind some of I
1: kind of want to if we
0: are half dead if it you yeah know why.
1: if it were a different team than the Aces I
0: might be like Ugh, I don't know but I, I just really want to see watch the Aces. All to see Wilson, and I yeah. want to. I want to see Beck and Hammond, yeah. quite frankly. Um, but uh, I also really want to see the uh, Red Stars go up against Portland Thorns.
1: It's kind of a similar energy in both games, right? Like Sky versus Aces. Like the Aces are well, they're not, but like, it, or they used to be, maybe like a little bit like yeah. the. They they have the, the same color boys. scheme and. A little bit villainous, right? A little black and red vibes. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, and some so Chicago blue vibes. That's right. So maybe it's like a little bit of I'm, a I'm here energy. for it. I'm
0: here for the, uh, the parallels there. Yeah. Um, we had some uh, pre-match availability ahead of this game. Uh, Mal Pugh sitting in uh, on the conference, getting to chat a little bit uh, alongside uh, uh, Chris Petroselli. Uh, we got to hear them speak a little bit about uh, the possibility Of this one turning into uh, maybe a little bit of a clogged match there in the middle. We got two teams that are going to be rolling out in some similar formations, maybe canceling some things out and uh, might be seeing some action on the wings.
1: Yeah, I mean, both teams at this moment are pretty hyper pragmatic, a little bit slow. Um, They are packed, they pack their midfields, right? You know, um, Portland plays with. It depends on what you what you think Christine Sinclair is, but I think they play with four in the midfield, yeah. um, and and Chicago famously plays with sometimes six. So I think that basically uh, the goal ultimately will be to try to avoid letting Portland advance the ball through the middle, yeah. um, and so if that works, then you're going to be seeing a lot of probably quick transition on the wings. Um, which scares me a little bit. A little bit. Little
0: bit. <laughs> a little bit. I, this is where not we're gonna... because I don't think the
1: wingbacks can do it, but I Sophia Smith is Look. very
0: good. Look.
1: <laughs> at this well, exact game. Let's talk
0: about a couple storylines going into this match. Honey, yeah. Okay. I like I your w- energy, Nate. And Nate, keep it coming. Yeah. If 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 the one of the storylines, let's just say, going into this match, is people are going to say, oh, it's going to be Pew versus Smith. Sure, that's a thing to pay attention to. Sure. But, Claire, we were chatting a little bit uh, off mic even a little bit uh, that uh, maybe another storyline or one of you one to look at could be, you know, Sophia Smith versus Chicago's yeah. uh, outside back.
1: City. Tatum Malazzo is going to have a, a big game. I think that, you know – well, it also just depends on who lines up, who lines up at left back, whether it's going to be Aaron, Wright, Who's been dealing with some lingering injury. If it's going to be Rachel Hill, if it's going to be, um, you know, uh, Alyssa Motts has, has played that for them in in recent weeks. So it'll probably depend on who's in front of them or in front of her. I assume Milazzo will be able to go, but, um, yeah, I, I think that help defense is a, is a useful thing sometimes. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I mean, the good news actually is I will say that Portland, um, ultimately and let this be famous last words, but you know <laughs> Houston was able to nullify just a couple players for Portland last weekend and it worked. So I think that yeah. if, if there's anything encouraging for the Red Stars of the kind of the tape that they've seen from the Thorns, it's how Houston successfully nullified Sinclair and, and nullified Smith for the for the most part. They did their best, right? Um and and that worked in, in their favor and they kind of just took their shots. Yeah. And I think when you have a player like Pew, you're always going to be in the game. And I think if you then can lock things down on defense yourself, I think that you have a shot. I really I really do. I mean, we yeah. saw how they beat Portland um, twice last year, yep. uh, both in the regular season and Super in the playoffs. Fun. Yeah, and it was kind of that similar thing. And the Portland Thorns are not the same team that they were even, you know, two years ago. So, um, I don't know. It could be an ugly game. But I also think, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I keep shouting out Nate. I think Nate's right. I think that it's something where I'm not anticipating a ton of goals in the first half, but it's more just when Chicago gets tired, when they do have to make substitutes, who are they going to have to bring off the bench, and will that upset the defensive shape enough yeah. that someone like Sophia Smith can just you know walk through the defense, I guess.
0: And when I like when I've been thinking about this matchup. In the twenty, I should be more specific. When I'm thinking about the twenty twenty two version yeah. of this matchup against the uh, against the the Portland Thorns, when we're looking at Chicago versus Portland, mm-hmm. I'm looking at it. And I'm saying, are are there, are there shooters in this match? Yeah, yeah, there's shooters in this match. Do I think it's gonna be a shootout? No, I just no, I, just I don't, don't think so. Think so. I, I think we're a little, you know, more than a couple matches removed from the wild wild 420 game that we saw. Right, or even that 5-0 five, five no disaster, five, zero disaster last, year. last year. It's just a different, two different teams. Uh, I think that we're going to be, you know, two different versions of these franchises that we're going to be witnessing right. on uh, on Saturday. And, you know, again, we're, we're doing this ahead of some, availability reports so it, I think it also is going to depend on, on personnel that's available for for both sides of the pitch in in this one as well I'm going to be looking at um I'm going to be looking at that for for Portland and I'm going to be looking at that for for Chicago somebody like a you know, is this the game that the Chelsea Dauber gets up? Yeah, I would in her, love to see Dauber in, in this one. Professional yeah, NWSL It really man.
1: is a bummer that Lubert is not available for this game. This yeah. would have been the perfect game for yeah. her to to come into. So that's a bummer. But, um, yeah, hopefully Dauber will be available for at least some minutes. And, again, it's just, like, available subs, right? It's just what subs can you make when you have to bring people off – um that aren't all just hyper defensive yeah. or or if they need to chase the game can they do that um but yeah I'm I'm hoping I will say this I am hopeful that the weather's going to be a little bit nicer yes. um Chicago just not only has not had that many home games yet this year but obviously nothing that's felt like summer yet you know <laughs> and so I would like I would hopefully there's going to be a, a I would like to see their biggest crowd of the year, and I don't think that's too hard to achieve. And then I also um, just hope that that they put on a good show because I think that those Chicago Portland games are underrated actually are. for their yeah. entertainment value. Um, sometimes it's not fun if you're a fan of one of the two sides, but but they are entertaining. I think every time. Yeah.
0: No, I'm to, I'm in agreement with that as well. I think um, for a long time there, there was like a a thing around this where it's like, Oh, it's like, uh, you know, Portland thorns just, they just own the red stars, Mm -hmm. you know, every single time. And and while there's still some truth to that, when you're just looking at like numbers of things, the actual competitive nature of those matches, uh, I think we're always in existence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I just, am like, I'm just excited for this next era or this next version of matches between, uh, between these, these two teams. I'm, I'm, Maybe even looking at uh, players on, on both sides of the pitch and what they can what they can bring. When we're looking at just Chicago, when we're looking at um, who could possibly be available, what are who is a player or who are some players that you know we want to see have an impact or have a have a big game.
1: You know, the unfortunate thing is. I think that a lot of the problems go away when Morgan Gatra becomes available and that's not going to be this weekend. And so I, you know, what I would love to see from the red stars, you know, in terms of actual, um, actual changes is the ability for someone like Vanessa DiBernardo to push forward a little bit more or for, um, for Yuki Nagasato to be a little bit more free-flowing and not having to be quite the the distributive link yeah. in between the defensive midfield and the attacking midfield. Yeah. Um, it's just not going to happen this weekend. And so I think that, like, with who they do have, um, I think in order for Chicago to have a good shot at scoring, I think... Um, I would really like Aaron Wright to be available. You really need to start stretching that defense a little bit. Um, it'll depend on where they play Megan Klingenberg. We'll see if she's available. They also, you know, they played three games last weekend, but they did get this whole week off. Um, and, and yeah, I think I just – this is going to be a real test for that three back, I, I think. And, I, and I'm and i hopeful that they just stay locked in and, and really uh, engaged um, for the whole game, I guess.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm with you on that. I want to continue seeing. Um, I want to continue seeing what we're seeing, you know, with with Bianca St. George and and, and um, specifically maybe between her and and Mal I know this is a team that got back a player and in, in Yuki Nagasato, and um, I I appreciated seeing what she was presenting on the pitch and against Orlando. I'm a little curious if. If she can maybe bring some of that patience um, for the team and against the red stars or against the Portland as well, um, I think that will that'll be helpful. yeah, <laughs> quite frankly for them uh, when we're looking at these two teams go up against each other in kind of similar um, formations'm I'm, I'm with you in in some of the things that you were referring to earlier about how we, how we're rating Rachel Hill right now I, I would like to see uh, her continue to sort of be. More active in that kind of wing back role, and kind yeah. Of spearheading I think attacks. it's a good fit
1: for her, yeah. Hell, I'd rather see like right move into that attacking midfield and just keep and just see what Rachel happens. Hill as as the wing back and see what happens, yeah. Move her, yeah. Into, We're gonna be looking at the wings, so move, I think, yeah. I was gonna say in this one, I don't think it would be the end of the world if I mean, they're, I don't think they're going to do this, but I would try at least one game. Maybe this isn't the game to do it, but I would try uh hill as the wing back and right as the wide attacking midfield rather yeah. than the other way around I think they'd probably prefer the other way around but um I want yeah Aaron I think it would be great if Aaron Wright can play and we'll find out later today if, if she's available or not but uh yeah I think you just have to be fast I think you have to the distribution is going to have to be good because that Portland back line they're Spatial awareness is really, really incredible. Like, you yeah. look at who they have back there. You know, they've got Quicka, They've got Klingenberg. They've got Sauerbrunn. They've got Hubley, Mengez, whoever actually ends up playing. But um, all of those players are really difficult to break down. And then the other thing is, I mean, we talk about this with Portland all the time, is you just have to be ready to win the ball
0: and yeah, fight them for 100%. it. 100%. You know, we've been hearing that that's how Chicago wants to play. They want to have the ball. They yeah. want to control through the game through possession. And I just, you know, I think that's going to probably resonate more true than any of the other matches. I think that we've seen mm-hmm. this team uh, play in 2022. We always see those kind of, <laughs> this kind of funny um, here's three keys to the match, like that are tweeted out before. And a lot of it is like possession. And it's just right. kind of like, well, sometimes in this league, it's a little transitional. Maybe you don't always need all the possession, but I think in, in this, in this one, if you have the ball, and Portland doesn't. I think that's gonna <laughs> maybe work out in your favor a little more than if you're going up against. Well, uh, Portland doesn't really teams. want the ball
1: that much, so it might yeah. turn into something where they do let Chicago sit on the ball a little bit more, and they're gonna try to punish you for your mistakes. So I guess don't make any mistakes. Yeah.
0: If uh, just just easy, just and simple. the other one. Uh, maybe yeah. that'll be when we see the keys. Of the keys the match of the game. That they always tweet don't, out. And say, don't don't make, make any, any mistakes. mistakes. Number one. <laughs> Number one. <laughs>
1: That's me every day. I wake up and my affirmations are like, they're the keys to the game. They're <laughs> yeah, the, that's what it is. Work really hard. Don't, don't let them win. Don't,
0: don't let them win. Don't make, don't any, make mistakes. any mistakes. Oh, man. Logan shouting out the 5-0 loss and say competitive. Yeah, I said <laughs> Logan, they're
1: entertaining. Look,
0: look, Logan. They they got four goals dunked on them in that first half, and they only conceded one, one in second exactly. half. So there you go. Winning the second half. Yes. Here we go. Um... Yeah, I. uh, That's. I'm. I think it's. It's. Yeah. Looking at the wings, Uh, people are saying. Yeah, Pew Pew versus Smith. Where we're we're looking at Smith versus the uh, the backs for Chicago. I mean, Quica and BSG. I think is going to be a a big one uh, as well. And this one. Um, Yeah, she's been playing really well. I'm. I'm. I'm excited to to see see a lot of good players on that field yeah there's a lot of good players on both sides of the ball and i think these are also two teams who are still technically ironing out or figuring out their identities in 2022 you know we're talking about the red stars only having you know three games under their belt. portland also playing behind on a game as well i think they've only got four games under their, their, their 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 belts as well so there's there's still some uh I guess some development you know or some evolving that's happening for both of these teams well
1: and I think also and this is maybe my final thought on it is just um I'm very interested in kind of what people are seeing from Chicago like I know what we're seeing from Chicago but I, I I'm really fascinated always to see like where they uh where they where people are perceiving them you look at power rankings you look at that sort of a thing and that's kind of kind of I've seen a number of those this week where like Chicago like went down in their power ranking even though they beat Orlando yes. 4-2 and and I which I understand though I'm not ragging on that because they're I think people are sort of thinking like yes, that was a great game from Chicago, but we're also seeing the reasons why they might not be the real deal this year. Yeah. And and so I understand that. And so being able to, like, yeah, like Nate said, close the game out against a good team would go a long way in sort of changing that perception a little bit. Um, because they beat Orlando, they beat Louisville, they lose close to San Diego. You go, okay, so that team can play, but there are some obvious reasons why maybe some other teams look better than them. Or have the potential to be better than them, yeah. and so I think that I sa- again, I said this in the piece, which is just um, they need to just keep taking steps forward. It has to be progress, and it sucks that they're in that situation. You would love for it to be like yeah. they're at their level and they just have to play at their level, but it is actually like they have to keep taking steps forward every game.
0: I think this is gonna this is probably gonna be that that big test, yeah, uh, for for them uh, to sort of test out. Uh, 2022, Uh, I think coming at the end of the month, I think is also really good timing. Um, They will have had you know full month of the regular season, um, you know behind them at at this point. So I think having Portland Thorns as sort of their their kind of final test to sort of close out May, I think will be will uh, will bode well. I think for for the players, it'll either give it'll I think no matter what happens, if it's a win, loss, draw, whatever, it's going to present them some things to continue to uh, to work on. Uh, moving forward. Yeah. But uh, yeah, hopefully, like we closed out last week, hopefully we're going to hope that it's a dub, yeah. manifest that, and that we'll be able to be back here next week and talk about uh, another victory for, for the Chicago Red Stars. Um, you know, thanks everybody for joining us. If you've enjoyed, you know, what you've heard today, if you want to support CHGO and, and, and our work, you know, the best way to do that is with, a CHGO membership. We've got uh, podcasts and live shows uh, on every team Mm -hmm. every day. Uh, Some uh, post-game shows for you all to check out. We've got premium written content for all members uh, at allchgo.com. We've got all kinds of dope merch for for every single team. You get a free shirt when you become a member, and you get access to a members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. Go Red Stars, baby. Yeah, go Red
1: Stars, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, people might have, have noticed, but, you know, one of the other things about the CHGO membership that is, is if you are a Red Stars fan specifically, is I've, I've really made a point to be on as much availability as possible. So doing post games, doing pregames, making sure that I'm talking to players and coaches every week. So you're not getting that content anywhere else, and I know that because I'm on the calls. So yep. uh, if you would like uh, more of that, and I want to keep uh, – Working that in as much as possible, CHGO is is the place to go for that, and there's nobody else doing it doing it quite like us. So, um, yeah, sign up for CHGO, and thanks everybody for joining us.